Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the show that brings together well-known friends to chew the fat over three thought-provoking questions washed down by three glasses of wine. And today joining me, well, you'll know her as the winner of I'm a Celebrity 2015, uh, Judge Geordie, a finalist most recently on MasterChef. She's been making me lol on Coach Trip and her new show, No Filter, is on Quest Red, which is on every Wednesday at 10 o'clock and you can catch it on demand. Just don't call her Vicky from Geordie Shaw Man, all right? <laughs> Vicky Patterson. That was my rubbish Geordie accent. <laughs> I was just in awe of your little, uh, of me little introduction. I feel... You've been busy. I, I do feel quite busy when you see it like that. <laughs> now, what I love is that we asked, when we spoke to you, Vic, we said to you, bring in, bring in a friend, one of your best friends, somebody that shows the best you. Oh. And you said, I've got him. It's Gavin. Gavin Ford, a.k.a. DJ Gav. <laughs> <laughs> now, you two have been friends for eight years, and Vicky describes you, Gav, as um, her own best and worst influence. Oh, okay. it's so nice to have you here. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. I didn't realise it was going to be with Kate Ford, and you turned up, and it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realise it was me? No, I didn't know. He kept saying Kate, Kate, and then you turned up, and I was like, oh, Kate Fauntner. Are we allowed to swear? <laughs> yes, you can swear. Oh, yeah, so. I'm not Davina McCall. This is not Channel 4. This is not the 90s. Like it's You're fucking fine. Kate Fauntner. No one told me it's fucking Kate Fauntner. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've never seen him fangirl like this. <laughs> oh, God, well, it's, um, I hope I was a pleasant, if not... Uh, yeah, it's good. It's just a surprise. surprise. Yeah, it's just a surprise. I just didn't know your middle name was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how big a fan I am. I know your middle name and everything. So uh, I'm intrigued. Gav lives in Southampton. You're from the Toon. <laughs> how on earth did you two come to be friends? Oh, um, so. It was about eight years ago, and Geordie Shaw had literally just started. Um, and we didn't sort of get like propelled onto everybody's screens and be like internationally recognized and loved overnight. We were definitely like a slow burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, when all clubs and promoters got a hold of the fact that there was this new TV show coming out that was like all about going out on the lash and pulling birds and all the rest of it, they were like, right, great, let's book them without sort of waiting to see without testing the waters, without seeing what the reception to us was going to be like, which, as of course, Afa mentioned, was a little bit slow at first. So they booked me, this club in Southampton, Oceana, if I seem mm-hmm. to remember. I know Oceana. <laughs> Is that where you DJ, Gab? I, I did DJ there, yeah, back back then. That was, he used to drop, that was my haunt. Yeah, he used to drop this wicked banger just when the crowd was really going. He used to drop the Lion King. Yeah, Do you remember? yeah, yeah. Thanks, the thanks Lion for telling everyone that. <laughs> the Lion King. I'm quite a credible DJ now. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, if you look into me, the Lion King, you can't find any record of that apart from this now. But it, it, do you mean which, which, which Lion King track? I'm just there was a, the, the, yeah, it, oh, that's a good one. It was a remix of that, yeah. And that's, yeah nice. That's, yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to defend yourself, Gav. No, it's, it's a cheat. It was lit. That's for all the records I played, that's the one you remember and bring up. <laughs> Kate fucking Fawler, don't bring up the bad records I played. Talk about the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, I'm about to embarrass myself now anyway. So you're Go on, yes. Eight people turned up, Kate. Oh, eight. Oh, it happens to the best we're listen. Listen, it does, there. babe. It's, it, we've all been there. We've all had to crawl out of a hole. Yeah, well, so nobody knew who I was, quite yeah, frankly. I think the show had only been on a week in your defence, or two weeks. Yeah, thank you. And in your defence, The Lion King is a tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, yeah, there was just nobody there. And I sort of thought, E. 
this is a bit embarrassing. I'm going to get pissed. So I just got super, super drunk and ended up back at this house party with the eight people who'd been there. Um, and they were like predominantly rugby lads and there was a lot of like male banter going on and it was just not really my scene. Um, and then Gav turned up and me and him just gravitated to a corner together. Started taking chunks out of people. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We just started griefing everybody and um, we realised we had very similar senses of humour Um Quite, quite an instant bond, and the friendship has just grown from there. Aww. It started from such a weird, vapid place, but over Didn't the years, yeah, <laughs> just so bizarre. But over the years, he's grown to be someone that I can like absolutely depend on. Um, even when things aren't going great, I think in times of struggle, um, real friends really reveal themselves, and Gav has done that time and time again. Aww. Do you have lots of female friends, Gav? Or is, is I don't have any friends. An anomaly? <laughs> I don't have any friends You're at hoping all. Kate thought fucking Thornton's yeah. going to be the next one, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing, Gav. <laughs> I'm your only celebrity friend. <laughs> um, no, no, not really. Only like... It's me and Sophie, isn't it? Yeah, my mum. Oh, yeah. mum. Anne's yeah. wicked. So what was it about Vicky that made you want to spark up this kind of long-distance friendship? I just think... Um... She's quite good at taking the piss out of people. And I'm quite good at taking the piss out of people. And I remember I had a job when I was 19 and they encouraged me not to take the piss out of people. And to meet someone that was so good at it and it brought back memories and when I was allowed to... Was, you know, when I was good at taking... And it all come back. And yeah, just... I don't know, just... I think it's quite a big divide, the Newcastle Savantson divide. People in Savantson aren't like people in Newcastle. Everyone in Newcastle is all Vicky's family's lovely. Um... Everyone, all Vicky's friends. I think it's just like a oh, new people from Newcastle are brilliant. You like <laughs> this their is your, banter. This is the only one I met. Is, <laughs> so, is Southampton a little bit too polite for you? And you look kind of like the honesty of of a, of a Newcastle exchange. Yeah, I think just people from Newcastle are just like it's a whole it's a whole new breed. It's but it's brilliant. It's a whole new world, and it was like opened up to this whole world of Geordie genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I love this. I want more. But yeah, Vicky's the best. Top three best Geordies I've ever met. <laughs> Who else is in there? Yeah. Your mum? Yeah, fair enough. I have to think about the other one. I can't rush into it. <laughs> I didn't realise. Yeah. It and it's going to upset someone. Yeah, so wanna, maybe a shearer. I don't know why I'd up either Ant or Deck. Oh, no, I thought it was just top three Geordies of all time. Well, yeah, you can yeah, have that. Who's you your want. top three Geordies? Um, me mum, Ant and Deck. <laughs> Keeping Kate, it. what's your top three Geordies? Uh, Vicky and Ant and Deck. Oh, Brilliant show, Kate. Yeah, yeah, that was easy for you. That was easy. <laughs> Look at us, we did it dead easy, Gav. Yeah. <laughs> you made a right meal of that. <laughs> well, I said your mum only door, so I couldn't go about it all deck. Yeah, it's hard. I had to pick one, and I, I, I don't know. I don't want to agree with them. You don't want to anger either of them, then. No. They've got a lot of pull. <laughs> they have, they have. You don't want to get them. Geordie right. Mafia, <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. So the way this podcast works is we ask three questions, and every question is punctuated with a top-up. Okay. <laughs> This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> so your first question, are you ready? Is yeah. that the first question? That's the first question. Yeah, this is it. Okay. Yeah. I need to top up. As I've, I've oh, you've already done one all on this, the warm-up. All God. this Kate Fawlton excitement. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's not often that we get a male-female platonic friendship in the studio, and I love that because I have some really close male friends as well. Good. But I just wondered, um, what do you get from your friendship that maybe you don't get from friendships with 
people of the same sex. Face masks. Is there no- <laughs> <laughs> I've introduced him to the world of skincare. Yeah. None of my mates ever bring out face masks. And when I turn up in them, they look at me like I'm mental. <laughs> you meant to wash them off, Gav. Yeah, but she didn't teach me that bit. <laughs> it's a step-by-step process. Um, I think over the years, um, we've grown closer and closer. Um, and I think one of the things I've noticed as a woman is um, I, I'm 32 this year. Most of my friends are in very serious relationships, if not married, completely settled down. I mean, some of them are on their third kid. Wow. When we get together, they talk about stamp duty and mortgages and the kids going back to school, which is so great for them. And I couldn't be prouder that my friends are getting what they want out of life because some of them are just natural born mothers. And I think it's brilliant that they're following their dreams and they're happy. It evidently has not been my path. You've given it a good go, though, babe. Oh, me. I've There's given it a, a proper college misses. try. <laughs> I'm pleased they're misses looking back. But, yeah, I mean, I did give it a, a good shot. But, no, I think... Um, and it's become harder over the years to relate. It's become harder over the years to um, find things to talk about that interest us both. It's just become harder to see them. Because you're priori- at a different it's a life stage. Your yeah. priorities are so uh, not aligned anymore. That's completely right. Yeah. And when I'm spending a lot of time with these people, like... This is not they're not derogatory towards them at all because they'd hate it if they made me feel this way. But more often than not, I feel left out. Oh. I feel like I'm being left behind. I feel like I can't relate to what they're going through and I struggle to be excited about the things they're excited about. It's put strain on some of my friendships that I'm not in the place, and yeah. my female friendships that I'm not in the place where they are. Whereas why me and Gav have grown so much closer is because we are in a pursuit of a different kind of happiness I think like he is really focused with his career he works really hard he's very passionate about what he does it sets his soul on fire and Aww. when we sit and we have a couple of drinks like we are now and we talk about our work I can feel how fired up he gets I can see my passion about what I do mirrored in him he's supportive he understands he gets the hustle and he's not judgmental that I can't keep a fella you know what I mean? He's not, oh, don't worry, it'll happen for you. He's not... I judge all of the fellas. Oh, he judges the fellas. <laughs> yeah. There's never been a good one. <laughs> do you, but you, do you ever give her honest feedback on the fella front? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what happens, Kate, is they sus early doors that he's the one they've got to impress. Yeah. Yeah, they buy me early. They do. They buy his love and affections early doors. Do they? Yeah, I take it as well. Yeah, you you <laughs> you do. But you know, if you don't impress Gav, then it, then then the route to a relationship with Vicky is going to be harder. Yeah, something like that. I think they and I'm easily bought. <laughs> what is it like a pint two pretty pints pretty much <laughs> one mimosa it seems <laughs> it's good to know my future happiness means so little to you <laughs> well, not if no, there's, no, not if there's d- free drinks clearly no I, think, I just think they're like they're all just merge into one big idiot because <laughs> <laughs> X is all just blur just yeah they're all just the same but um is there a type Gav there, there was there was a type up until Erkan and the, the new one they were all like the new one he can't be bothered with names he gave up about three fellas ago learning names he just thought you're not going to be here long enough son no they were they all used to be like um like big morons most confident person like yeah like telling jokes about being funny couldn't even understand the last one (laughs) like his accent was so but like 
Where was he from? He's from Newcastle, but oh, it was a, just outside. A deeper part of Newcastle. Yeah. I don't think I've been to yet. Would have been a top three Geordies. No one there. Wood, wood. It was very woodland. But like you know, just just um, you know, the most confident, like you know, like top boy, I'm a geezer. Yeah, what, 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 what all that sort of stuff. Which is so that was you, the type. I'm that guessing. was the type. Yeah, me. Yeah. No. <laughs> but you're not. You're Mr. Chilled Laid Back. Yeah. No. A few mimosas in. I go a bit like that. But yeah. I'm no. Um, yeah, that's that was your type, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I went for alpha male dickheads. Right. Yeah, they were frankly. pretty much the same. And but he's right. They definitely held similar qualities. I've tried to break the mould with my current boyfriend. Yeah. It's going swimmingly so far. Is it? Is he good, Gav? Yeah, he's nice, yeah. He yeah. got me three or four beers the first time I met him. <laughs> Still buying you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah good bloke. Can you understand him? Yeah, yeah, he talks, talks, talks perfect English. Yeah, South East London, that's Definitely. what I Gav's leaning more towards. <laughs> does does he tell jokes about being funny? No, he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Oh, he's not funny. Gav's right. He's got so many endearing qualities, but humour is not. No, funny. he is quite. He is quite funny. You, when you described him, you said he wasn't funny, and then like, but maybe that's because I wasn't expecting that. anything. But he, he was actually. I lowballed it. Yeah, yeah. Was, I thought he was funny. Yeah. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. And what do you what do you get out of this friendship? I got about Gav? four or five beers out of that one. Yeah. No, <laughs> your friendship with Vicky that you don't have with the rest of your your friends. Um. Aside from the face masks, obviously, which we've been over. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's it's the same as what Vicky said. When we met, I was playing Lion King in an empty Oceana, and Vicky was doing a PA in an empty Oceana. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> and then um, I've always messed around with music, but always done other things on the side. And then as Vicky's career grew and stuff, like she did bigger and better things, and it kind of inspires you to try and do bigger and better things. I can remember when she said, She's going to leave the first show, which we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave this show. It's people are like, how can you leave this show? And she's like, no, I'm better than that. I was thinking, you're fucking mental. <laughs> and then she <laughs> like leaving the show. And then she left. Obviously, didn't say it because I didn't know what I was talking about. But just thinking, you're mad. You're leaving the show. It's massive. Everyone loves this show. And then went on and then just did better and better. And I was thinking... I need to leave Oceana and stop playing Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. If she could leave Geordie Shaw, I could stop playing Lion King on a Saturday night. <laughs> and that's, yeah, and then I thought, right, I'm going to make a real go of music and then, yeah, now I'm here. Kate fucking Thornton. Yeah, oh, you, you're smashing so, it. So she inspires you then? Yeah, of course, yeah. I think she inspires everyone around her. So that's part of the... <laughs> but yeah that's what I think that's so it's the timing so we she was at the start of her journey and I was at the end of mine but needed to start a new one and I think seeing what she's done and obviously it does things uh, when she's going for I'm a celebrity they kept saying that they never even have someone from Geordie Shore on there let alone to go on there and win it so like that was like a huge thing like it oh, was wow. that I think that was your golden moment that was people the went, point I don't care what she's done I just really like this girl a watershed I think it I think it did um for me I was obviously unaware of everything that was going on outside like you're in this bubble and all you're focusing on is like smashing the trails having a bit of banter with Ant and Dick and like getting on with everyone in camp and like making sure you don't look like a fanny like that was my only goals when I was in there I didn't know what everyone else was saying I knew that people did not want me in there I knew that. I knew that before were the I went people in. That didn't want you in there. So I remember I'd f I'd like been desperate to even just see the producers for years, and they just refused to see really? me. Yeah, refused. And then like they sort of opened their minds the year I went in, and they met a couple of us. I think 
um, I actually think they met Gaz as well. Um, and <clears throat> I remember sitting there with them and they went through all the motions with us and they were dead canny. And they asked us all the right questions. Are you open to a jungle romance? And what are you scared of? And this, that and the other. And I just remember thinking like, this is absolutely a pivotal moment in your career. And if you don't smash this, you'll never forgive yourself. So right at the end, they went, is there anything else you want to ask us? And I just said, I don't want to ask you anything. I just want to tell you, I'll be fucking good at this. <laughs> and they were all so taken aback. They were like, who is this girl? Like, we didn't want to see her. She's pushed her way in. She's now sitting here with the, probably the cockiest thing anyone's ever said to us. And I just was like, I'm telling you, I'll be good at it. <laughs> And I just left and I remember leaving and I know that when I went in, everyone was like, get this girl out. Like Twitter, all the social media channels was just like, she's going to ruin it. Reality TV scum. This isn't what the jungle's about. And within 24 hours, I was the favourite to win. And I stayed that way. I bet I know when she was still not the favourite. Did you? Big, big win for me, yes. Yes, did How much did you get, Gav? I can't remember. It was quite a lot. I went in uh, like, because you went in late as well, didn't you? So yeah. it was good odds. <laughs> it was when odds. everyone still thought I was a knob. Yeah, yeah. I got a knob rate. That's a good rate. <laughs> good knob odds. Knob rate, always the best. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you did that. Thank you. Because I think it has been the making of you. It's allowed me to show Great Britain and the, the public and, and me, myself, who I really am. That's what I got from it, is I thought you are... You were so defined by how you were reported yeah. that you had to remember who you were again. And actually, when you take away all that noise, that white noise of headlines, social media and everything else, yeah. and you're just with people and you judge yourself yeah. by their responses to you, you start to figure out who you are again. I think if you if you tell... I mean, I totally agree with that, Kate. If you tell someone over and over and over again, you are a scumbag, you are a monster. You start to believe it. Like, you will never be successful. This is where you are. Stay in your lane. If you repeat those affirmations to someone, then and if someone hears them enough, that is truly what they're going to believe. I believed I didn't deserve anything. I believed I was destined for nothing. I believed I was the monster that people wrote about in the paper. And being given the chance to change people's perception of me, to show the real me, and also for me to truly turn a corner and realise I wasn't any of those things and have a bit of self-worth again. The jungle changed my life and I'll be eternally grateful for that opportunity. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I've had it with water. <laughs> know from you next is when did you last advise each other to not do something oh shit it's never happened ever I don't <laughs> <laughs> no um shit we're not very good at telling each other not to do silly things but what about the important stuff we were talking the other day I can't remember what we were talking about go on obviously you're obviously always looking forward and what's what's coming up and what's going wrong, what's going right. And we were talking about how important it is to look back when we were at Oceanas or no one was coming to the gigs and look, think back what it's like to an outside looking into what we have now. There's a time when, you know, 
didn't have people listening to my songs or people weren't watching you on TV and we were thinking about the importance of that. That's the last time I can think about. The advice, I think it was sort of like stop being too hard on yourself. I'm your own worst critic and like I'm constantly in pursuit of the next big thing. Like I can't just be proud of something I've done. I'm already like, well, that's done. I want something else now. So you don't enjoy the moment? No, I don't, Kate. I never live in the moment. I'm actually normally so stressed out in the moment worrying about the moment that I don't think I'm in the moment yeah that's it if that makes sense I've got <laughs> the only way I can like compartmentalise and control myself is if I'm focusing on the next thing so I think it was just about like living in the moment and chilling out wasn't it told me to stop not to sort of always want the next I think it was a, yeah it was a stress because you, you hadn't moved into you were trying to find a flat at that time yeah because on yeah. the first episode of the, the new show you said you, t- you advised Vicky not to take the apartment the, the first two, yeah. they weren't apartments. They, they, they were they, just halls. They were smaller than this place we're in now. They were smaller than the studio. Yeah. Okay, it was very depressing. My first, my first foray into flat hunting was a real punch in the dick. Was it? It was just so depressing, wasn't it? Well, it, it just makes you... Re- I mean, listen, we're, we, you know, we're sat here talking in London today and I think anybody that's still trying to start out as a home owner or even just somebody that's renting on their own in this city yeah you you need a you know you need a lot of money it's hard like anyone sort of starting out has my in london has my sympathies like i got on the property ladder in newcastle and coming down and then sort of trying to buy in london is a real eye opener it's re it actually depresses you beyond belief because for what i could be spending my money on in newcastle i could be living like a premiership footballer yeah do you know what i mean you'd have four bedrooms and a and and a front and back garden well that's it all the garden all the bedrooms, all the wardrobes. It would just be incredible. You definitely have a room, Gav. Oh, thanks. Definitely. Aww. Other than the cupboard you have at my new property. <laughs> <laughs> but then you come down here and your eyes are just open to how competitive the market actually is. So, you know, that's really difficult. Yeah, he did. You told us to sort of, to not, to chill out and not. Yeah, the first two, the first ones we saw were, were real mental, though. You didn't need my advice to them, I don't think. No, I have eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best advice Gav ever gave me, actually, after was after, like, when he sort of, sort of said, slow down and stop. Um, we all thought my last... I've had a really tempestuous love life. And it's been well documented. Everyone knows about it. I'm dead candid. There's no secrets there. But the last one was meant to be the one. Mm. And I made no secret of that, neither. Well, you were I, getting married, weren't you? Kate, man, I was meant to be married now. Meant to be married now. So, yeah, <clears throat> it was in, it was sort of assumed amongst my group of friends that the hard times were over, wasn't it? That, like, I'd met the right one and the heartbreak and the tears and everything were finished. And, like, I never really realised, because obviously I was just so consumed by my heartbreak, the stress and pressures that I was putting on my friends and my family, having to watch me constantly go through that. I was so consumed by how hurt I was, I didn't once consider what I was putting them through as well, watching someone they loved and cared about be hurt. And I remember it was about... Was it like Christmas this year? And me and him were sitting there and he was just like, just please do not move into anything too fast with anyone anyone else because he was like, I can't, he's like, I can't trust anyone else. He's like, that. Like, John was meant to be the one. He was meant to be the person who had made all the badness go away and he's gone and done this. He was like, I just don't know how soon it'll what be before I trust do? someone. John cheated on me last year, which is quite bad. But I mean, in retrospect for the best, yeah. we probably weren't right together. Well, if he's doing that, then no, he's well, not. Well, definitely he's, weren't he's, right then together. Then you deserve better. Thank you. I think so. But yeah, it was um, it was you, Gav, who sort of said, just like, take your time. like it, And then it also almost just made me sort of like realise, like, hang on a second, if he's saying he can't trust anyone and he's saying it's affected him, surely it should 
have had massive effects on me. So I did have took things slightly slower this year. Not by like anyone else's sort of standards, but by my <laughs> standards, I've gone slow. You've dialed it down. <laughs> I'm not engaged. Give us a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> and do you advise Gav on his love life? Um, I just normally get really jealous. Do you? Yeah, because whenever he gets g- girlfriends, they don't like me. And then I don't yeah. get to see him as much. Why That's don't true. they like Vicky? Is it a sense of being... I know, I'm of... fucking adorable. <laughs> Is it because you've got a closeness with, with another woman, do you think? Um, I, don't, I just don't think people understand it. And I don't think... I don't know. It's a difficult one unless you see us together. Yeah, um, I think it's... I don't know, I just... I, just, I don't know, I don't know. I, 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 because I've never really delved too much into it. I, I, maybe they just think that... We're shagging. Yeah, they just think, oh, your girl. They say, oh, your girlfriend, or you with a girlfriend anyway. Not my girl. <laughs> She's clearly not my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like. It's... But surely, I mean, somebody that's um, evolved enough will understand that you can have relationships with both genders, and, and they different and, and be okay with that. It's, it's different worlds. It like I think people struggle with the the concept of a guy and a girl being friends are the best, let alone a girl that's on TV all the time, where everyone loves, where everyone's like on this TV programme, on that TV programme. So I think it's just too much of an extreme to sort of... To, just a guy to hanging be. around with a girl is like enough as it is without someone that everyone sort of kind of knows and like you'll be at a party and go, well, Gavin's friends with Vicky Patterson. <laughs> like, and you're like, okay, why have you announced that? Well, <laughs> I guess it doesn't help, right? So what, the first one, so let, let's be honest, right? When you start dating somebody, you check them out online. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a Google search. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. certainly socials, yeah? Yeah. So I'm so imagine I'm your new girlfriend and I'm like oh, so Kate fucking Ford is my new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you have smashed today. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna troll I'm gonna I'm gonna do what most women do. I'm gonna look at you, I'm gonna have a quick scoot across your socials. Yep. And then I'm gonna put you into the Google search engine and this is what comes up. This is what you're up against, Gav. Vicky Patterson thanks handsome. Handsome. Male friend for standing by her through tough times and awful relationships, but fans are convinced he's capital letters the one. Oh, I remember this article. Yeah, that's what comes up. So that that's. I mean, you might almost be killing his sex life here, Vic. I am the ultimate cock block. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what. I tell you what. It doesn't kill though. It doesn't kill strangers coming up to you and going, "You shag a big person." Did you get that? I, oh, when that come out, that was, it was Christmas, so obviously people are out drink like you know in Christmas people go out that don't normally drink. Yeah, the amount of people would come up because that was like that was our Christmas meal, was it? It was, it was our, our Christmas, Christmas night out, yeah. So um, yeah, the amount of people that that was like, I might it, it was not even hello, all right, or are you Gavin? Like straight in. You sure can be your person? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I do wax so lyrically about them on social media, like. And you're in the show now as well, yeah. Gab. You're like yeah. almost a co-star. Well, yeah, I thought so, I was good at it. Yeah, you smashed it, babe. Yeah, I think there's definite wiggle room for you in the world of TV. <laughs> I, I didn't... Wiggle room, <laughs> wiggle room. Wiggle all of them, I do. When you're doing it, I mean, obviously you two are seasoned pros, but you don't know if you're good at it. You just think. Trick is just to be yourself. Yeah, you just you do it. I think, oh, I've, am I rubbish in this? This feels like it's rubbish. That feeling never goes away. No. <laughs> do, do FYI. It's called imposter syndrome. We yeah. all have it. Oh, is it? Is that your name for it? Yeah. I just think it. But I watched it and I was thinking, oh, Did no. you think it was just you? Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I'm rubbish in this. And then, like, I watched it back thinking, oh, no, I remember this. I was rubbish. I was thinking, actually, that was quite good. It's quite good. <laughs> yeah, actually, like yeah, I've watched this. Yeah, I watch this. I'll follow nev- me on Instagram. That never ever goes away. I was sat at home last night and somebody texted me going, 
looking good on BBC Two. And I was like, what am I doing on BBC Two? <laughs> and then my son put it on. I went, turn that off! <laughs> and all it was, it's a very innocent show with Richard Osman, but I was such an idiot on it that I'm ashamed of myself. I, what were and you doing? I was on there with Ed Gamble and he texted me last night and went, because somebody said, how... Richard Osman said, how... Oh, I can't, can't even get it out. How big is the world's largest sandcastle? So I'm sat there and I'm thinking, Dubai, the Maktoum family, they built, they built islands in the sea. They built the world. They built the palm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go two miles, right? I'd, I'd completely lowballed on the previous answer. So I said two miles. To which case, I've got Aid Edmondson sat to my left and Ed Gamble to my right. Mm-hmm. Quite rightly, they fell off their chairs laughing because, frankly, you could see it from freaking space if that was the case. It's like up there with the Great Wall of China. So I look like a massive twat. Oh, but the reason it was there... I, I like, didn't you, want my you, son to see that while I'm trying to help him with his homework. But you thought no. back to <laughs> Dubai and like, it was, the reason it was there. It was there, was, there was some reason Your train of thought was there. But still ultimately quite stupid. Do you know what I took away from that story? Is Keir Thornton is that famous? She was on BBC Two and didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't yeah. even know, Keir. I forgot. How yes. big was the biggest sandcastle? Can you remember? Uh, not two miles. <laughs> not two miles. But hold on, Caitlin's oh, wait, wait, on Google. Caitlin's on Google. Go, Caitlin, go. Go, Caitlin. We've only been. Out, we've only done forty episodes. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard us speak. You're not going to say. You're going to speak. Gonna say it. Say it. Oh, she's emailed it to me. <laughs> oh, that Caitlin, that was efficient. smooth. Do you know what? It's fifty-seven foot and eleven inches. Oh, you were just short. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. And actually, this segues really nicely. Gav needs a top Gav oh, needs yeah. a top up. Come on. Literally, he's going to drain that jug of mimosas. Go on, son. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that you two are quite open about talking about your... Well, I'm just going to ask you. What would you say are your greatest insecurities? Oh, um... Thank you, Gavin. Right. He's so thoughtful, isn't he? Isn't he? Um, thanks, Gav. I have a few... Like, I mean, I am literally just made of insecurities. Um, I, but I think people love to hear the fact that somebody that they think is my, quite confident and together, mm-hmm. and I talk about, about this a lot on this podcast, my own insecurities, because I think if we share them, then everybody feels a little bit better about their own and themselves. Okay. Well, I'm just going to dive in then. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, let's get balls deep, gang. Um, <laughs> I am incredibly insecure that no one will ever love me for me. That I have bounced from one terrible decision to the next in terms of my love life. And the only common denominator has been that these people just absolutely did not care about me as a person. And I offered something that any that one of them want that they all wanted. And I, I am just so worried that I've got to a place now where I'm in the public eye and I can't tell. I don't know. I've never been a very good judge of character. That's why I've clung to Gav so much over the years because I know he's Not good. Not because she likes you. 
No, it's because yeah. I, I know you're good. Yeah. And everyone loves them that I introduce them to. But so many times I meet people and I just think, well, they're being nice to me first, they must be nice. And everyone else around me can see I'm making a huge mistake, whether it's in a friendship capacity or whether it's more romantic. But I just can't say it because I take people on face value. And I have never had an ulterior motive in my life. I'm just exactly what you see. So to me, the idea that someone could look at you and see you as anything more than a nice person or a good looking person or a fun person or a compassionate or a kind one that they could see something they can gain from you is it's mind blown so because it's so alien I can't spot it in others and I worry that I'm never I worry that I will never be loved for just me oh Vic you will you will I think I am at the minute but then again I've got nothing to compare it to so you know I, I did a thing where um because I, I did for a while have, you know, um, I was a repeat offender in dating the same kind of wrong guy. Yeah. And a, a much, you know, maybe not to the same levels of like toxicity that, that you can you can share and, yeah. and, and, and have experienced. Yeah. But nevertheless, I, I was I was in I was I was yeah, I was a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend's assembled themselves as what they called the booze cabinet. So if you think about Parliament <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a cabinet, I had a booze cabinet. Fantastic. And they were my girlfriends. And so they just basically said, listen, and I, I'd said to them, I need to stop doing this. I need to change the type of guy that I date or that I'm drawn to. Uh-huh. So the next time I bring um, somebody to the table that is not right, please tell me, mm. please. And they were like, we're going to do better than that. We're in charge of you now. <laughs> oh my god! Was, They're the captain now. Yeah, right. That, and, that and they was, so I met this guy. Completely blew my mind. All kinds of wrong. Yeah. And they sat down. And I remember one of my male friends coming over, and he just went to me at my birthday party. Yeah, yeah. I beg you, I beg you right now, send him away at your birthday. <laughs> at my actual birthday, <laughs> he is. He is He's my so hero. Wrong. And then I looked up, and the booze cabinet were all there, and they're like. He's right. Like, okay, he's gone. And I had to, yeah. but, but I did. I got rid of this guy yeah. and I just said, my friends hate you. Um, they must hate him to but, do it at your birthday. Not like, oh, we'll tell her tomorrow. Let her enjoy her birthday. No, no tell no, her now. they were right. <laughs> Get him out now yeah. before the cake comes. Evacuate. <laughs> he doesn't deserve cake. If he ruins this cake, I'm going to... But then I said to myself, Nick, I just need to learn to be, you know, I need to learn to appreciate really simple qualities in, in somebody like kindness, yeah. honesty, yeah. compassion. And I found that eventually. Yeah. I then did a year of yes where I said yes to going out on and on dates with anybody yeah. that didn't make me feel like I wanted to be sick in my own mouth. Nice. That was not <laughs> There weren't loads, because I'm not being funny. There wasn't a queue. Um, oh, stop it. I bet there was. The, no, there wasn't. But if Gav had known, yeah. oh, he would have been, been in the queue. But it got to, the, it got to December, and I was like, oh, God, I'm a bit tired of this now. Yeah. Oh, well, go on, then one last one. And that was the one. Yeah. And we're together three years on, and he's kind, and he's compassionate, and he's all the things that I love in good people. So why was I not looking for that in a partner, a romantic partner? You'll get the babies, what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I was like 42 when I met him. Honestly. 44. I think like, so for me for years, I've definitely, touched on what Gav said, gone gone for men who, because I consider myself to be relatively secure and confident in who I am and what I've got and where I'm going and I'm, I'm ambitious, I'm driven, I know who Vicky Patterson is. You know what I mean? And she's not perfect, but I'm fucking, I accept who she is. I think for a man to step up to that and to match it, they have to be incredibly secure. So subsequently over the years, I've gone for the loudest person in the room. Mm. 
because I assumed that equated to the most confident, no. the most secure, and it's actually taken us fucking years to work out that the loudest person in the room is normally the most insecure. It's all cut, fur coat and no yeah. knickers. Yeah. yeah, all Nicholas to the end, mate. So I finally found this guy and he's like, if you walks into a room, right, nobody would bat an eyelid. He's handsome, he's good looking, you'd say that, but he doesn't command your attention. He's not shouting, he's not, he's not in your face. But by the time we leave that room, everybody will know his name and everybody will like him. Oh God, that's my boyfriend all over. He will talk to everyone in the room. He's genuinely interested in everyone. And by the Get end of the night, everyone. it's like the Matt fan club, which, and I, of which I am, you know, the first signed up president. member. <laughs> yeah, president, CEO. Um, and, and it makes me really proud to see the way people respond to him. But you, you're right, it doesn't have to be somebody that's loud and booming. In fact, sometimes the opposite is the best. Agreed. Go on. Well, I've got, I've got, Do you have any insecurities? Um, I was a bit insecure about me being on TV, but apparently that's normal, I've just found out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fair enough. I have, like, massive imposter syndrome. You, mu- you must have insecurities, Gav. Um, I, t- I didn't, I didn't expect... I didn't expect Kate Fawn to ask you what her securities were this morning. <laughs> she is putting it on you, Gav. Uh, but you don't have to share them if, if you don't want to. I, I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, we, we put a, a lot of pressure on ourselves to be at a certain place and at a certain point in our lives. And do you put pressure on yourself? Are you insecure about Oh, do, we like have that? this we have this thing that we try and help ourselves to get over that, Kate. We call ourselves DiCaprios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically... Well, obviously, DiCaprio went all these years <laughs> without winning, without an winning Oscar. the Oscar. Yeah, and he, he, he didn't have a girlfriend or wife or anything. No. He kept going to the Oscars, not winning the Oscar. But he knew he was—he knew he was good. Yeah. So he didn't care about not winning the Oscar. He knew the Oscar was going to come. He just kept being DiCaprio. He's just going to save the planet, going supermodels, not getting married, not doing what life expected of him, yeah. just being him. And that's what we... That's what we endeavour <laughs> to we be. Do. We just carry on being DiCaprio. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Be more DiCaprio. That's yeah. it. Don't worry about... And now he's got his Oscar. Is... Yep. He's, I think he's still got a, a 21-year-old girlfriend, oh, but he might al- marry her. He's always going to have a 21-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, I think yeah. we need to accept that. Yeah. But yeah, but don't he... put so much pressure on what everyone else think, wants you to be. Do you, think, do you think that you feel the same sort of pressures um, at this age that you did 10 years ago? No, I think... Um, I think it's to say from meeting Vicky and now being more focused on what I want to do, I'm doing what I want to do, but much later than I should be doing it. So I'm 36 now. I'm doing the job of a 26-year-old DJing and making music and stuff. But the way music's gone with Spotify and streaming doesn't really matter. But, you know, I don't have to be, like, in a boy band of a picture of me on, on your wall. But I've got a post of you of me for you Kate you can put on your wall later <laughs> Thanks, um, but like it's kind. <laughs> music's a young man's game I should have been doing it a long time ago so I'm, ha- I'm, very, I'm, I'm actually the first time probably I've been happy in a long time because I'm doing what I wanted to do and always too scared to do it and obviously my friendship with Vicky is what gave me the strength and belief I could do it oh. so I'm actually in the in the happiest place I've ever been so I don't obviously I've got insecurities but I'm not I don't think it's a young man's game anymore no, I think it's it's getting a bit. It's getting to the point where it does, it's not as important. But father of my my son is a DJ. Yeah, he was you know superstar DJ. Started very young, but you know joined was in a huge dance band, um, Underworld. Okay, he's almost fifty, 
and he's still going. I he's know still touring. Darren, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. are you, are you yeah. fangirling now? No, 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 no. I'm much bigger fan of Kate than, than Darren. Thanks, Gaffer. <laughs> 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 but he's he's awesome, and he's still working. He's still relevant. People still pay, you know, lots of money to come and hear what he wants to to fill a dance floor with. So I, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about that. No, yeah. So um, that's like his song, an underworld song, was like one I can remember being at school and listening to that, like being. Um, unhappy at school, thinking like just being lost in this music, and this music music can take you to a place where, you know, a happy place or a different place. And that's one of the songs that I think of. So that's what I try and think of. You try and think of the people that are listening to your music as opposed to, mm. oh, I'm too old for this. I'm too like thing. Yeah. So, can I just say as well, Alan Rickman didn't get a f- his first role in a film till he was 39. Yeah, there's all those. There's all those. Those are good. Those stats, aren't they? Yeah, Samuel Jackson was that. Yeah, didn't make it until he was forty. Yeah, go on. Man. There's lots of people. You've yeah. got to find out who you are before you know how to put your real self out into the world. Exactly. And there's a real like. I think there's a really like. It's a nice feeling when you finally are comfortable with who yeah. you are. And it's like, you know, I'm sure your mum would agree with this. It's like, it's like when you have kids, we sit there and we go, they're not walking yet. They're not talking yet. <laughs> they will walk. They will talk. They will wee in a toilet. It yeah. will all happen when they're ready. And we all do things at our own pace. Just That's like, the, the lamest analogy I could ever no, it's come good. up with. No, it's, it's, good it's basically like DiCaprio. You'll yeah, get his yeah. Oscar when he's ready. Yeah, 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 They'll yeah. walk when they're ready. See, DiCaprio applies to everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the walking is coming. DiCaprio, man. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's still, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. I'm gonna I'm gonna start channeling my inner DiCaprio. You should do. Go on, kid. Go for it. (laughs) You two, thank you so much for coming in. I love meeting your real life friend Gav. Oh, he is the best in real life. Thank you for having us. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know what I love all the way through this? You've high fived each other. There's hugs. You've genuinely got each other's backs. It's a beautiful friendship to see. He's my best friend, Kate. He's he's literally the duck's nuts. I'm very lucky. I didn't know ducks had nuts. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I've never heard the expression ducks nuts before. Have you not? <laughs> no, I like well, it. You are them, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to see Vicky in action, she's on Quest Red with no filter every Wednesday at 10. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter and Instagram as uh, WhiteWineQT. This episode has been produced by Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo with me, Kate Thornton. And as always, our music is provided by the legendary Andy Bell. His solo material with Glock is available, as is his brand new top five album with Ride and his back catalogue with Oasis. We'll see you next week. And remember, try to do better than us and drink responsibly. (laughs) 